Welcome to the Six Figure Product Biz Podcast. I'm Carrie, a product-based business coach. I started, scaled, and sold a successful multi-six-figure e-commerce business, and now I love teaching entrepreneurs like you how to start, grow, and scale your dream product business. I'm obsessed with all things marketing, e-commerce, and business, and I cannot wait to share all my secrets with you. I also love all things dogs and coffee. Each week, you'll learn step-by-step tangible strategies to help you scale to the next level in your business, skyrocket your sales and traffic, reach more customers, and gain greater visibility in your business. Because I know you don't want to waste your time or energy trying to figure it out all on your own, but you want the business growth roadmap so you can create a profitable product business that gives you the life you love. Whether you're thinking of starting a product biz or scaling yours, this podcast is the secret sauce to making all those dreams come true. So grab your coffee and your favorite notepad and let's get started. Welcome to episode 51 of the Six Figure Product Business Podcast. Today's episode is really exciting. We have a PR expert. So her name is Gloria Chow. She is going to talk all about her signature CPR framework and method that gets people, product business owners, to get featured in their dream media outlets and publications. Um, Some of her clients have been featured in places like Business Insider, Forbes, Martha Stewart, Real Simple, um, so much more. Um, She's super interesting, super fun, and so much to learn from her. So I had such a great time recording this episode with her. Um, We were actually in a mastermind together with Rick Mulready, and so I've been able to see some of the stuff that she's been doing with her business, and her story is super interesting, and her framework for pitching to the media is very unique, and it's very interesting, and I cannot wait to actually try that for my own business. (laughs) But um, today we dive into how it can work for product people. So if you have a Shopify store or you have an e-commerce business or an Etsy store, then this episode is going to be amazing for you. So a little bit about Gloria. Um, She is a PR mentor and pitch guru who teaches early stage founders how to hack their own PR with her proprietary three-step CPR pitching method. One that's helped thousands of bootstrapped small businesses get over a combined 1 billion organic views and top tier outlets such as New York Times, Vogue, Fast Company, Forbes, and more. So as a former U.S. diplomat that never worked in PR or had any industry contacts, her mission is to make PR more accessible so all founders can learn how to get traction and build credibility without hiring an agency to do it for them. She was recently awarded the Pitch Writing Expert of the Year for 2021 as part of the Influential Businesswoman Awards. So grab your coffee, grab an extra large glass of wine because you are going to be massively taking notes for this episode. All right, guys, let's dive in. So if you are a product-based business, if you have a subscription box business or an online store like on Shopify or Wix or Etsy, I encourage you to take a minute and download my free guide I have for you listed in the notes below. So I have one for subscription box businesses and one for e-commerce. They are the subscription box or e-commerce Um, a roadmap to success. It's a free PDF. I encourage you to spend three seconds and download that. Get on my email list and I have lots of free trainings coming up and you will get a lot of information from those two resources. So again, the subscription box, a roadmap to success, free download or a e-commerce road to success free download. So take a minute and grab those um, before you stop listening to this episode. Hey, Gloria. I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. 
I'm so stoked to be here. Yay. Um, can you, before we sort of dive in, can you just tell everyone a little bit about you and like what you do for your business? 100%. So I am a former U.S. diplomat turned small business PR coach. And I literally picked up the phone. I started cold calling because I never worked at a PR agency. Mm-hmm. And throughout all the years of cold calling for, I'm talking like very small bootstrapping businesses and getting them into places like Pop Sugar and BuzzFeed and Fast Company and Times, I started to pick up on patterns and I developed a method for pitching. So now I help small businesses get into the publications of their dreams without having a big budget, without needing to know anyone and without really needing to do any ads or hire an agency. That's so amazing. And when you started to just say like BuzzFeed and all those places, I get I got really excited because for my product business, I, you know, coming into the product world, my background is marketing, but I had no idea how to get those types of features. And I know for me, um, like Britain Co is my dream feature. And I'll tell you later, like what I did to try to get featured. It did not work, but um, that was like my dream feature. Um, but I it's love never too late. They always pitch down. <sighs> yeah, I know. Ugh, I love them. Um, so how did you go from I'm just curious, how did you go from being a diplomat to PR? That's like such a different world. It's so interesting. I love it when people ask me this question because it, it, <laughs> if anyone's thinking of a career change, this episode is for you. Uh, I was always interested in international relations. I ended up applying for a scholarship and I, it paid for my grad school studies. And so mm-hmm. that was kind of a pre-selection into the diplomatic service or, you know, the foreign service. And after three years, I, I you know, I did a tour in Canada. I, I, my next tour was going to be in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, but mm-hmm. I was just creatively suffocated. I knew that it was just not aligned with my personality and I just had to kind of quit and start over. So I kind of had like a midlife crisis <laughs> at age 30. I went from having a prestigious career to moving home and getting on unemployment. And I realized once I got quiet with myself was that I really wanted to work in external communication. Right? I love to see mm-hmm. people win. Yeah. And I uh, used to be a TV producer before the diplomatic service. So I applied to like wow. thousands of PR agency jobs and I got interviews, but they all were very confused. They're like, well, you've never worked in an agency. We're really looking for a specific experience. Mm-hmm. And I was like, after applying for about like a thousand jobs and, and not getting anywhere, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do this on my own. So I got a lucky break. I had one of my friends who also uh, her boyfriend worked at a startup and they were so early stage. I'm talking like the founders, the engineers, that's it, right? And the guy was like, well, we could use PR, you know, but we don't really have any budget. So we'll pay you, you know, a couple hundred bucks if you can get us on TV and, you know, like 250 if you can get us like on a, on a digital magazine. And they wanted to get on wow. places like the Wall Street Journal. And I didn't know anyone. I did not work in PR. I don't have any financial journalist contacts. So mm-hmm. I just had to literally call, call by picking up the phone and dialing the operator. <laughs> and and after some time, it worked. And, I, and they got into every publication, CNBC, Wall Street Journal, New York Times, Reuters, Yahoo. I was like, you know what, maybe I could do this. And wow. I kind of slowly built from there. And now I teach people kind of what I've learned from failing and trying all of these years. That's so interesting. And it's funny enough, I went to grad school for intercultural relations. I'm not even gonna, people are always like, what the hell does that mean? Um, anyway, but like one of the things I was actually interested in is like something kind of like what you were doing. That would have been like a dream job. And I used to actually travel overseas for, um, in my, you know, before I started my product business, I worked in international education and basically traveling overseas to recruit international students. But I, I used to meet with like embassies and 
like embassies in Russia and Turkey and like all these cool countries. So I feel like we have like some alignment in like the um, communications and um, I don't know, traveling industry. So it's always interesting. Um, But I love that you just like decided you wanted to switch fields and then, you know, help people like help a friend just get on like Wall Street Journal. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) It's amazing. Amazing. Um, what do you feel like, and I know that you have like your signature framework, which I've heard you on other podcasts. It's so interesting. Um, and as a marketing person, like I, when I was listening to you talk about your method, I was like, oh my gosh, like that's so genius. Um, I was like, I need to learn more. How do you feel like you got traction initially? Just not really having background in that. How do you think, what do you think like got you those features for your friends? I think with anything in life, there's the mindset part and there's the actual tactical part. So mm-hmm. I'll go to the mindset part first is, you know, I always say like, I wish every single 20 year old could just have like a cold calling job because just mm-hmm. getting over that fear of cold calling, you're yeah. going to be liberated of so much that holds people back who are super successful. You'll be mm-hmm. so surprised by how many people who have experience and awards, they're still afraid to pick up the phone. So yeah. that's one thing in terms of mindset is just realizing like, Sometimes you just got to fall forward, you know, and then you, you can learn like I did what made that person stay on the phone with me for a second longer. And then it was mm. five seconds and 20 seconds. And so that's just the mindset part of just not feeling ready and just doing it scared. And then the actionable part the, the tactical part is I realized from years of pitching that the more I led with the product or the features or the ins and outs of specifications, actually the lower the chances are of getting featured. Mm. And so I realized that editors are not someone you're selling to. And I think, you know, a lot of product founders or founders are like, I know why people want to buy my products. So I'm just going to pitch the same way to an editor. Mm. But that's fundamentally the wrong way to go about it because you're not selling your product to the editor. You're trying to make yourself relevant and establish yourself as an as an expert so that the editor feels that you have something interesting to say and that they'll publish you for free instead of saying, oh, you know, you really need to call the ads department because this sounds more like an ad. And we'll go into a little bit more about how you can translate your product brochure into a newsworthy pitch when we talk about the framework. Hmm. All right. Well, I'm excited to learn more from you and I know everyone else is. So let's just dive into your framework. Um, tell us about your C- I know it's called CPR method. What does that stand for? And just anything you want to share, I think is is interesting. And everyone listening, they are product based business owners, so they have um, you know Shopify stores. They sell uh, products online to customers. One hundred percent. So, so remember what I said about as a founder, you need to make the shift of of selling yourself in a marketing speech and then turning that into a newsworthy story. And Mm. first thing I'll preface this by saying is there is no such thing as a newsworthy company, right? I have written pitches for bed linens and towels and candles as well as, you know, like FinTech and like ambassadors. So there's no such thing as a newsworthy company. It's the pitch that is newsworthy or not. And how do you lead with value, right? And so all the years of me cold calling and hacking my PR and getting phone slammed in my face, I started to pick up on patterns of ways to write, ways to structure the message that it would actually get a response. And I realized that if your email pitch has the CPR in it, then Mm -hmm. it's really going to get responded to more often than not. So C stands for credibility. 
very simple one sentence why you're in the position to pitch. Now, a lot of founders do this wrong and they actually, 90% of the pitch is about them. I want the credibility piece to literally be one sentence. I am a founder of a clean beauty skincare line and I've witnessed this uh, trend happening or I am a founder because I too suffer from eczema. That's it. That's all you need. And then P stands for point of view. Why is it important to have point of view and not product specs? Because experts have point of view and you're trying to convince the editor that you have insight, that you have a point of view like an expert and you're not just trying to sell a product. So what do I mean by point of view? I mean, three different bullets. For example, if you're in skincare, it could be something like, here are three ways that I'm seeing consumers are adapting to the fall winter eczema surge, right? One, you use this kind of oil. Two, like mm. get masks that are breathable. Three, um, you know, uh, restore your skin barrier, whatever it is, right? Uh, that's what I mean by like, the point of view. It could be something that is a, a data finding because you're sitting on information. You have access to your audience in a way that the editor won't. So for example, mm. it could be something like as a mompreneur, I am seeing like, you know, I like threes, so I'll just say three. Um, I'm saying seeing like three um, interesting trends take place. One, um, they don't want to go back to the gym and they prefer, you know, uh, virtual classes. Two, um, they would like the virtual classes to have some kind of community component or whatever that is, right? So you can definitely use data and prediction. And R mm-hmm. stands for relevance. It's the most important part because if your pitch is not relevant mm-hmm. to right now, this season, this time, then it might as well just not be pitched, right? How are you going to be able to convince the editor to call you back now and not three months from now? So think about how it ties to a news story. If you are in e-commerce, it's probably it, it could be something to do with what Etsy's doing or what Amazon's doing, right? If you are in something that's more heavily regulated, it could be a new policy guidance. It could be something that's changing. It could be a small business loan. If you're, you know, like a, you know something happening with tax season. So those are all the way back to school or maybe it's gift guide. So how can you make it relevant? If you have all three things, then your pitch is pretty solid. That's so interesting. Um, I... <laughs> I'm laughing because when you're talking, I'm like thinking about all the pitches I did that were total crap and that I probably did focus too much on the product and not really on, you know, what it was, what it stood for or like how it helps them on or especially the relevance piece. Because I feel like to people assume that editors of like magazines or whoever, they have to plan like six months out, a year out. So if you're pitching someone today for like something for the holiday season, like, is it too late? And I think people think, okay, I have to talk about something that I'm launching next year. And um, I don't know, I feel like I made a lot of mistakes with like my own business and my own pitching. And I really had no idea what I was doing. I just said, like, F it, I'm going to reach out to like Britain Co. And if something happens, awesome. If not, like, I have nothing to lose. Um, But I feel like people don't really have any sort of framework. And I'm going to assume here that people probably that are pitching to people, they um, don't make the email personal at all. They're like, hi, I want to be in Britain Co. Here's my product. Thanks. Like, I don't know. Or they send an email that's like 200 paragraphs long and just so much information that no one would ever read. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I feel like there's you you probably hear a lot of mistakes that like your clients make and I can imagine they're uh probably you probably have some really funny stories. <laughs> um I know like for me I pitched um someone at the Dodo. Do you know the Dodo? The it's like the pet magazine. So that's like my big PR thing. Like the only really successful PR thing that I that I pitched someone but I 
basically my dream was to be in the dodo. I had a pet subscription box business. And so I found a bunch of people. I was like a super stalker. I found them on LinkedIn. I found them, I don't even know, Googling articles. And I reached out to like five people. One person wrote back to me and she was basically like, well, we don't really feature brands in the dodo, but I like your story that you told me and let's see what we can like dig up. And so we figured out, she figured out like a different angle to the story that I pitched to her. And um, I did get a backlink in the dodo and that was my most valuable. So in like SEO terms, um, backlinks help your authority on Google. And so it helps you rank higher for keywords. And so I did get one backlink from the dodo and it was my number one one of my number one biggest traffic drivers. So that's like my it works. That's like my PR claim to fame. And it's not not very big. <laughs> well, after today, you're gonna be able to have way more confidence. And I, I feel like the Everton Coalon is coming. It's <sighs> it's everything you imagine is real. Right? I hope so. So we can definitely talk more about that. Okay, cool. All right. So for the CPR method, I know that you have like master classes we can get to, like how people can work with you because I think you have obviously so much to offer. Um, what other like tips do you have for people? So I know people will try to, they take your CPR method and they find someone they want to pitch to. How do you find the right people online? Like, how do you find editors to like reach out to? Yeah. I always say you're only good as your media list. So in the, in the sales space, you have a CRM, same thing Mm -hmm. with PR. You need to know who are the people who are in the position to write your story. And honey, it's not going to be the editor in chief of both. Mm. Like they're busy doing their book tours, right? So it's going to be the the beat writer. So if you are doing, if you are in sustainable, sustainable fashion, or if Mm -hmm. you are in like child um, clothing, then you need to find the person that writes about that. So that's number one is you want to be strategic. Number two is if you want to kind of DIY your own media list, I want you to do two things. I want you to install a Google news alert. It's going to track all the articles Mm. being published according to the keywords. And you can start to copy and paste the editors who cover your industry, right? Whether it's wellness or skincare or whatever. Another thing is you can sign up for HARO, which stands for Help Mm. a Reporter Out. It's basically like a, I'm sure you know about it. Sign up and you're basically trying to answer to journalistic inquiries. Be careful though. It can be kind of a, very time consuming with little payoffs because there's tons of people on the platform. Yeah. So if you actually go to my website, Gloria Child PR, that's C-H-O-U, and if you click on blogs and resources, I have a training on how you can maximize your chances of using Haro spending hours oh, digging through it. Nice. I love yeah, I love that website. I I got a lot of features from that. And you know, for me it were I, I just would like skim it and if it was pet or dog related, I would pitch and I had like one pitch template and I just customized it obviously for the person, but it did get me like I was, I got featured in like bustle, um, like a lot of really cool places from, from Haro, but yes, like it can be a total, it can be a total waste of time. So I think I will definitely be checking out your training too. (laughs) Um, can we just go back to the CPR method? I'm wondering if you could just give a quick example um, cause I feel like, I don't know, examples are always helpful. So say, and it can be super simple, but say I am a, let's do like skincare brand. Let's say I have a skincare brand and I make really cool serums or facial oils for people with like really dry skin. Um, I don't know. Can you give us an example of the CPR method? Like if that was you, what would you, how would you frame the pitch? 
Yeah, so so I just wrote a one-on-one pitch yesterday for a founder who um, does skincare for people with eczema-prone skin. Oh. And it was about three of the best ingredients to help soothe your skin this fall winter season. Hmm. So do you see how the subject line is specific, it's relevant, and it has like a time sensitivity to it? And then in the actual okay. email, I wrote, you know, like as we welcome, like, you know, as we enter another brutal winter season, you know, coupled by the fact that our skin, like, is more vulnerable because we've been inside with stress. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I like to share three like little known ingredients that can really help soothe the skin for eczema prone customers. Hmm. And then you would, and then, uh, and then you give three of the ingredients that are not so like, duh. So don't do like, I don't know, like I think aloe or something or oil or yeah. Hmm. So something different. Right. Okay. Um, and I, and I think, I think one of them was like macadamia oil or something like that. And then you just oh. wrap it up by saying, um, as the founder of the skincare line, you know, who has been an eczema sufferer for 20 years, I have seen firsthand how these little known ingredients are, are taking trend because of its abilities to be lightweight or absorbable or whatever. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm happy to send you a sample of my bestseller, you know, whatever the name is. I can be reached here to talk a little bit more about um, the consumer insights and how my audience are, you know, using creative ways to deal with their eczema. Sign, mm-hmm. you know, sincerely, thank you, email links whatever. I love that. It's and it's so you make it. I mean, you make it sound very simple and very easy. I feel like if that was me, I would be sitting there for like a whole day being like, no, that sounds dumb. Or um, if someone press the set button, right, there's no one to press the ball in the moment where you kind of ruminate on it. Yeah, it's and it's it's a skill, right? Like what you're what you did with marketing. It wasn't like you woke up and you became a marketer. It was years of testing and getting better. So, you know, we're all, we're all on the street. Yeah. And if someone, if you, okay, say you pitch someone and they don't respond to you, what is, what's the etiquette of like resending that email? How many times? That's such a good question. And out of all the editors I talked to, they actually said like, they'll let you know when you're following up too much. So they actually, Mm. a lot of times they're used to people pitching them really aggressive PR people. And you just have to have the energy of a $20,000 a month agency, um, that that attitude, if you're going to compete with them. So I think a lot of founders trip themselves up because they're so worried about this and that and follow up. Yeah. That to me is another scarcity mindset. And you're just going to lean all the way in and be like, you know what, I'm just going to keep following up. And and I can't tell you (laughs) how many of my small business product founders have actually gotten into places like shape and pop sugar and bustling because they followed up. And they also follow up on LinkedIn. I have that in my program too. It's a social Mm. media DM strategy, which is kind of a condensed version of the pitch. I always recommend that you follow up not just on email, but also on social media, because mm. it's it's a lot of times the editors I, I talk to, they just get an email and they think, oh, that's great. I'm going to save it. But then they get tasked with something else. Forget. And then they have to go back into their email and rack their brain. It's like, who was that person that pitched for me? And that, that's a, that brings me to my other tip, which is you got to pitch early and often. Mm. Right? I once worked with a startup. I pitched them for The Guardian uh, in March, oh, sorry, in October. Mm. And then March 2020 happened the COVID happened and all of a sudden this was a news trend again because they were doing like, you know, workers' rights and stuff. So, so the editor at the brain actually emailed me back and was like, Hey, are you still working with that company? Like things with the you know pandemic are heating up and I'm looking for someone to interview in this mm. industry. Right. So she actually went back into wow. her email like five months later and then boom, I got them on the phone and she was on the front page of the Guardian the next day. That's 80 million views per month. Crap. So. Wow. That's, that's amazing. Um, I feel like there's, 
just so much. I feel like this could be like six different episodes on a podcast, but um, that's amazing. What like I want to kind of I want to talk about gift guides because I know you are an expert on getting featured in gift guides. And I love talking about gift guides, too. What's your if you had a product business or forget product business, what's your dream like feature for your business now? Uh, I was, I mean, just curious, it would be something like along the lines of like entrepreneur, like fast company, so like, so something like that. But I also don't do like kind of like a physical, you know, product. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's why for me, it's going to be more kind of like thought leadership. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I would say 90% of the people who will join my program and have success are um, female founders of, of, of products, you know, so okay. care wellness. Where do they, where do those people want to be featured? I know like my clients, a lot of my clients want to be featured in like Better Home and Garden, Oprah, um, Real Simple. Where do oh, you yeah. guys? So we've, we've had all those successes <laughs> and more. Um, there's, you know, there's Martha Stewart Living and Apartment Therapy and Zoe Court and both. Yes. Like, like Goop. <laughs> it's all possible. Yeah. Um, but it starts with having a media list and using the CPR method. And in terms of gift guides, um, being it. very strategic and starting early, mm-hmm. I talked to the Forbes gift guide editor and um, she said that, you know, if you want to do something print, you got to start pitching earlier, like September. But for places like Forbes or maybe a blog, you can pitch mm-hmm. as, as late as like end of October, like first of November, and they have a quicker turnaround time. Right. So like right now, like in Q4 is the best time of year to pitch if you want to get into a gift guide. And I'll tell you another thing is that editors are getting the like the most volume of pitches which means that there's a lot of awful pitches out there so if your mm. pitch is just a little bit better right hopefully the cpr method has helped you you're going to be able to stand out from the rest <laughs> oh my gosh i can imagine how many pitches these poor people get i don't know how they can even sift through that many emails too um so for getting into it so maybe just talk a little bit about why is a why is being in a gift guide important why should product people care how will it help them well, I, I think it goes without saying is you can either pay thousands of dollars for an ad, which mm-hmm. people won't really trust, it's not credible, or you can get featured in like a home and garden top 10, you know, gifts. And that gives you credibility and authority and it's free. Yeah, now, I'm not, I think real simple. And there's some magazines that take like an affiliate commission, but every single one of my clients and what I teach, it's all organic. So I don't do any kind of pay to play media. It's purely 100% organic. Um, so I can't really speak to the, the pay to play. I consider that an ad and not, and not uh, an actual feature. Yeah. In terms of, of gift guide, um, we all know that it brings traffic, credibility, revenue, and it's mm-hmm. a great conversation starter. So even if you may or may not be picked for the gift guide, now is the time to start messaging those editors so that maybe next time when they do another product roundup, right? So mm-hmm. it might not be the best Christmas gifts, but it, you could be on a product roundup for like the best clean beauty under 25. Like there's something mm-hmm. for everyone all year round. So don't think, oh, it's just a Christmas thing. Yeah. There's, there's product lists all year round. So that's number one. And, and in terms of actual tangible, like tactical advice is you want to keep your subject line very specific to the point, right? So if you're pitching for a gift guide or a product list or an end of year or a new year, you want to put that in the actual title and you want to make it specific and you want to make it preview friendly. So, you know, it, it cuts off after a certain words. So you don't want to put five sentences in there. Right. So that's just quick about subject lines. And in terms of the actual um, pitch, there's some do's and don'ts as well as I will say that the easiest way to get onto a gift guide editor's radar is to start the email with, Hey, I love your coverage last year of the best eco gifts for 
moms, new moms, mm. are you doing it this year? If so, I'd love to uh, introduce you to my best-selling product because moms who are eco-conscious love it for X, Y, and Z reasons. It is this price. Here's the link. It is sold here. And I'm super happy to send you a sample if you want or to get on the phone and discuss more. Thank you sincerely. Well, that's it. Don't attach like crazy PDFs. Don't do anything that's going to, you know, um, trigger their spam filter. So that's kind of quick and dirty on what you should put in the in a gift guide pitch. That's amazing. And I'm laughing too, because of course, all the things that you just said not to do, I've totally done all those like attached, super huge image files, like here's my massively like, 5 KB or MG or MB, whatever the things are um, of my product photos. And of course, people probably never even got the email because it went into the spam folder. Um, So I love gift guides. I know for my for my business, the Dapper Dog Box, um, I got featured in tons of gift guides. I had an affiliate program after a year. I, I launched an affiliate program and that definitely helped me get a lot of gift guide features and a lot of like backlinks and stuff. Um, for people that don't have affiliate programs and they, you know, they're, I, I know too, like a lot of people ask me, well, how do I find gift guides? And I'm not like saying that you have to know that for today, but that's something that people always ask me. And I'm like, Google, like just Google, (laughs) like it's actually really simple. You can use Google or you can find an SEO tool and look up your competitors and see like where they've been featured. Um, But I like LinkedIn. Yeah, it's I mean, I think you have to be you have to be aggressive. I like how you said earlier, like if you want to compete with the big 20,000 a month agencies, like you have to be aggressive like they are. And I think that's it's really true. Like I know for my business, I was very in my personality in real life. Like I'm not, I'm very laid back. I'm like super chill. I was like a, like a tiger when I had my business, I was so aggressive. I was, you know, I reached out to people sending like emails to Britain co I, I sent them product. I mean, I just was like, whatever, I'm going to go for it. Um, but I agree with you. Like you have to be aggressive and you have to be, you have to be resourceful. Like if you want to be in a gift guide, And you're like, well, I don't really know where to find them. And then you kind of just stop. You don't do anything. Like, how are you going to get featured anywhere? You have to find, you have to like figure out how to get, um, figure out and research and like find other people that have been in those gift guides too. So um, anyway, I feel like I'm rambling, but yeah, I think you have to be aggressive and you have to, um, I just have to say too, I love how you're making it. You're very, like you simplified this whole process. And that's something that, I just want to point out because I think I know for myself when I was trying to get features, I definitely complicated it. I gave them too much text. I focused too much on the product and not on like the why. Why should you care? You know, Um, and I just like how you're making the whole process seem much more simplified and actually like not I'm not going to use the word easy, but it feels easier when you say it. So that's if it's not easy then it's not gonna work so um and then for gift guides like what other tips do you have for product people so if a lot of people listening might be like well i don't even know where to get started um say they find a a, you know they find an article that they think okay i i found this goop article we'll just use that one and i know goop is obviously going to be very hard to get into on their own. So they obviously need, they need your help. (laughs) Um, But if they were just like, all right, I want to be a goop. Um, I found a gift guide that someone wrote a year ago. Any other tips you could share that maybe could help them sort of get started and not feel like afraid to get started? Yeah. 
and and also like in my PR setup pack, I have the media list and everything that you can unlock. But uh, you know, no, knowing how to pitch, learning how to pitch, it's the five percent activity that's going to move your business like eighty percent. So yeah. definitely, it's something that you should not just delegate right away. Uh, because even if you have so many people who work with agencies and come back to me and they're like, I never got the results I wanted, the money's gone, and I still don't know how to do my PR, right? So this is something that is really worth worth it. In terms of actual, like some more do's and don'ts, um, think about your product and what list would it be best suited for? Is it under 25 gifts? Is it luxury gifts? Is it good gifts for mom or dad? So you want to be specific. Mm. Another thing is... Um, don't send them the same marketing emails you send to customers. So don't give them a coupon code. Don't say, please share with your followers. The editors don't have followers, right? Um, so don't keep selling to them. You really need to do the work to adapt your messaging. And that is why the CPR method works. Um, another okay. thing is don't overlook their previous articles. Have they even covered your industry? Have they written about your product? Just because they cover gift guides doesn't mean they're going to cover you. Because if you're pitching a yoga mat to someone who covers electronics, right? Even though they've written about gift guides, it's just going to go straight to the trash. But a lot of times, uh, wellness editors and people who write in fashion, they might have not written a gift guide, but they'll be tasked to write a gift or product guide. So as long as they've written about your industry, I think it's worthwhile to pitch to them. I had someone in my PR starter pack program, um, they did uh, zero waste, like soaps and products, mm-hmm. so like no packaging. And um, it's very simple, like a ball of soap. And they were able to use a CPR method and the media list to get onto apartment therapy, Martha Stewart Living, Zoe Report, wow. They're a finalist for the Target Accelerator. Um, so it, it's all crap. possible. And she's still bootstrapping. She's like making these soaps in her garage. So oh my gosh. don't ever think that you're not ready. Yeah, that's amazing. Those are those are some big names. Um, and just for anyone listening that is new to marketing, you know, getting on these features is what will give you visibility. It'll drive traffic and to sell your products. It's all about traffic. If you get more traffic and it's the right traffic, you get more sales. So just in case anyone's wondering. Um, and then maybe like one more question. So I know that you mentioned something earlier that you wanted to come back to transforming your product brochure into, I think you said it was like a newsworthy story. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So a lot of times uh, product founders and we've all, we all do this is when you do a pitch, you're trying to convince them why your product is good. That fundamentally mm. is you basically marketing your product, right? So what okay. I'm trying to say is don't sell to the editor. They're not going to buy your product. Right. And also know that like your pitch is not the actual story. It's a conversation starter. Okay. It's so interesting. So how can you start a conversation in a way that's not like, here's a coupon code by myself. <laughs> so you need to think about the trends, <laughs> the um, interesting insights, consumer insights, and put yourself in the position of an expert. It doesn't mean that you have decades of experience. It means that you have insight to your audience that the journalists quite frankly do not have. Right. So I'll give you an example. I worked with someone who is a career coach and he built his business during COVID and he knew that marketing wasn't going to get him where he needed to go because there's so many career coaches out there. You really need that legitimacy, that authority that comes from PR. Mm -hmm. So I said, he went all in on PR. We worked together and, um, we thought about doing a simple, uh, like, like Google Forms, like to just get, gather some data. He, he did a poll. He said, "Hey, LinkedIn people, um, if you graduated in 2008 or in 2020, let me know. I like to, you know, know like your insights about like, you know, because you both graduated in very difficult times." So he compared 
what he received as simple questions from 2008 grads and 2020 grads compared it. And he used that as a way to start conversations with people at New York Times, at TechCrunch, um, at Fast Company, at Inc., at Entrepreneur. And he ended up getting featured on Forbes, the Tennessee and 40 Under 40, um, Inc., uh, and, and I think on Entrepreneur. And then he ended up exiting wow. his company. He successfully sold it to ex-WeWork executives. So now he's building another company. Oh, my gosh. That is crazy. <laughs> Holy crap. Um, yeah, this is amazing. I feel like you're just giving uh, so much. I love the examples too. It's always helpful to hear like the specific examples that, um, people have done, but that's just, that's amazing. Um, is there anything else before we wrap up and you talk about, um, your, I know you have lots of stuff that you, um, help people with anything else that you want to share that could help someone either get like in a gift guide feature, pitch better, find the best editors, um, anything else. Well, it, I'll, I'll give you another, a couple of other uh, pitching tips is, um, so obviously you know that the pitch is not the story. It, it's just a conversation server. I recommend everyone install an email tracking device so that you can see if your email is getting open or not. A lot of times we're like, oh my God, mm-hmm. like the editors don't like me. It's just like, no, it's in their spam. That's just the <laughs> way that emails work. So install something that can give you insight as to whether or not they're open. So you will have the confidence to pitch again and again and follow up, right? I think LinkedIn is a great way to follow up. I actually spoke with the gift guide editor on Forbes, who is doing a podcast episode on my podcast, the Small Business PR Podcast. And she said that when she actually gets LinkedIn messages from founders, it's so rare and she's so refreshed by it that she actually really loves it. Um, So think about Mm. that way that you can use LinkedIn to leverage and actually connect with these really top tier serious journalists. So don't feel like their inboxes are or DMs are, are like, you know, out of a balance for you, this is a, a great way. But obviously, you know, use a CPM method, uh, give value. Um, another thing is um, a lot of, a lot of people are worried about like the cadence, like when to follow up and am I bothering them? I always say send an email and then reach out to them on DM, whether it's like Instagram or LinkedIn mm-hmm. uh, within like 24 to 48 hours. And then actually say in the message, you know, Hey, I sent, because you covered this, I sent you like the three reasons why consumers are doing X, Y, and Z this year in an email titled this, and I sent it on this day. So let me know if you haven't received it. So boom, it does two things, right? It tells them to actually go back and read their email and then it tells them to actually add you to their network. So that's kind of another hack. Oh, wow. That's so interesting. I know a lot of people like students of mine will ask me how, well, I wrote them, they didn't respond to me. So they didn't, they didn't like my idea. And I'm always like, well, no, you have to like, you have to send it again. So I think. Yeah, it's, it's all about the follow-up. One email is not enough. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, this was amazing, Gloria. I'm so happy to have you on here. I feel like I learned so much from you. Tell everyone where they can find you um, and then tell everyone what services you have. Yeah, awesome. I mean, I I have uh, – you can find me on Instagram as well at Gloria Chow PR. That's C-H-O-U. I'm constantly doing uh, trainings on there. And you can DM me uh, on my website, Gloria Chow PR. I have links to my signature PR masterclass where I show you – word for word, the pitch that I wrote that got someone into Fast Company using the CPR method, right? That's at GloriaChildPR slash masterclass. I also have a gift for your audience. So for anyone that DMs me um, the word pitch, I will give them a free podcast pitching template. It's the same template and script that I used to get into 30 plus podcasts in the last six months. So that's that. And then I also have a Facebook group. It's called Small Business PR Pros. It's the number one Facebook group for product founders, female founders, small business heroes um, to connect. And I go live every Friday to deliver similar training like the one that we're talking about. 
Amazing. Thank you so much, Gloria. It was so nice to chat with you. And yeah, I'm excited. I think people are going to love this. Let's get to work. So much fun with this episode. I love chatting with Gloria. Um, As I mentioned, we're in a mastermind together. So I've seen some of the really cool things that she's doing. But um, she has an amazing masterclass that I encourage you to join if you can. She also has trainings in her Facebook group, which she mentioned earlier, how to find her. And it's in the show notes as well. But she has a training in there that talks about getting gift guide features. So definitely listen to that. Um, She has so much resources. And I know for my own product-based business. Getting PR features is so important. It can help your visibility. It can help you get in front of new eyeballs. So I always talk about, you know, the way to grow your business, you have to have visibility. You have to get your product in front of new people. And these stuff that Gloria talked about today, pitching to the media, pitching to editors, writing them to writing them on LinkedIn, you know, sending them emails, being aggressive. You know, you have to be aggressive to get what you want. So I would say always keep that in mind. But anyway, I hope you guys love this episode. If you did, please subscribe to the channel. And also, if you have a minute, please share this podcast with one of your product-based business friends. So we have a lot of people that we know via social media, Instagram, um, you know, going to events. If there's anyone that you know that would benefit from this podcast, take a screenshot of the podcast and just send it to them and say, hey, take a listen or something. Um, that really is the best thing that you can do to help me grow the podcast and be able to get amazing people like Gloria on here. So anyway, guys, I will talk to you next week. We have some amazing episodes coming up into Q4 and I'm excited. So all right, guys, I'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you love this episode, please go ahead and leave a review on Apple podcast and then take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me in it at Carrie A. Fitzgerald. My name is in the show notes. Thank you so much. And I'll see you guys next week.